Welcome to Island Ghost Radio. I'm Mike Mike Taylor. Taylor. I'm I'm Diane Diane Kinsell. And I'm I'm Erica Popino. Take that. So we're three people in one. That's scary. We're all cloned. Oh, yes we are. And tonight. 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 We have on the show the Mentor Ohio Paranormal Research Society. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. We'll find out in a little bit when they come on. Do they have an acronym? Yes. M-O-P-R-S. Mopers. Oh, Mopers. Mopers. I suffer from that. (laughs) I used to have it. I got rid of it. I used a little cream. (laughs) We'll save. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Yes, they will be on shortly, and they were kind enough to provide us with a couple of EVPs. Awesome. Now, I haven't heard these yet, so we're going to be hearing them for the first time on the show. Should be interesting. Sounds exciting. Cool beans. But first! First. First. We want to play part two. Parcheesy? Uh, what? Parcheesy, Yahtzee. We want to play Yahtzee <laughs> on the show. We want to play part two of our... College uh, presentation slash investigation where students came up and shared ghostly experiences or stories with us. Joy. So we're going to start off tonight with Matt. I I work in the bookstore downstairs and um, I work with somebody who's uh, sensitive and uh, we were leaving work one night and she starts laughing as we were walking down the hallway out the door. I asked her what was so funny and she said, she goes, didn't you feel that cold spot? And as I was in the middle of asking what the cold spot was, I walked right through it. Interesting. So and I don't know what it was, but you know she saw something there, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I remember Matt. Yes, he was a nice guy. Yes, very nice. All right, moving on. I don't think I caught the name of this. Uh, Toddy, I think. I'll play it. Like Hot Toddy? I, I believe so. Here we go. Hello. My name's Toddy. Um, this is actually something that's continuous. Every night at my house, after like 12 to like 5, you'll constantly hear something, somebody like running up the stairs, and then they kind of go faster and then disappear. You also like hear the chairs move, and sometimes even the balls on the pool table move. It's like a continuous thing. It'll happen for like months every night and then just fade away and then start again. Have you ever tried doing any EVP work? We try, um, not really. We thought about it, but yeah. we haven't really done anything. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> wow. She has moving balls at her house. <laughs> that can That's be perverted, Erica. <laughs> All right. Last one is Katrina. Mine's a little creepy. Okay. Good. <laughs> the creepier, the better. Yeah, okay. Um, in my old house in Queens, Jackson Heights, um, it was like a two-floor house, I guess. And the top floor I've never lived in, but my mom said that um, the room above the one that, that, one that I, I slept in, it was painted red when we, when we moved in. It was painted red, and there was this big um, shadowy figure on the closet. You know, like they painted on the closet, you know, and the the, the people who um, had the house believe that the the one kid who like stayed in that room, like did like say, say that thing, <laughs> you know, like kind of uh, creepy things. Mm-hmm. And um, like I never I never liked my room. I never liked to sleep in that room. And I one night I woke up 
and like in you know how like your leg falls asleep my whole body was like that I felt like it was did you feel like you were being held down yeah, yeah. you know like I, I felt like I was sick and I couldn't move and like like I couldn't I, I, I don't know it was so weird it was like unbelievable and then it just stopped and then I didn't I didn't sleep in that room after that. I went wow. to a different room. It was just that room, you know. Yeah. My hamsters died in that room. Really? My bunny died in that room. You know, it was it was horrible. It was nice. the creepiest thing ever. Huh. Yeah. What's your name? Katerina. Katerina. Yeah. Oh, Katerina. I say Katrina. Katrina. Katerina. <laughs> Close. Close enough, I guess. So her hamster died in that room. Maybe it was the ghost of a hamster. That could be. <laughs> they can be scary. They crawl up on you in bed when you're sleeping. Some people <laughs> might be into that. Their little feet walking <laughs> on your legs. That's not nice. <laughs> uh, well, we thank everyone who came up. Uh... A little PVC piping in. A... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this a Richard Gere moment? Are we talking here? Yeah. Uh, okay. Come on, go on. Let's, sorry. let's move on to. My, uh... my mind is wandering to, to horrible things. Uh, we're going to have part three. Not that there's three. anything wrong with that. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Sounds awful. It's wrong for the hamster. Exactly. <laughs> what a fate. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh we want to talk briefly about something we have coming up. Wait, I need a little music for this. Okay, here we go. Yes. Yeah. Very hip. Yeah. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> I like this song. It's very surfy. Similar to our, our theme song. It sounds like our theme song, Christmassy. Exactly. All right. Well, the reason I'm putting this on is we have a Toys for Tots thing coming up on December 12th. A at Toys Katie's... for Tots thing? Yeah, a Toys for Tots thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, just a thing. Uh, a Toys for Tots dr- drive. A toy drive. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um... Sheesh. On December 12th at Katie's Bar in Smithtown. It's from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. So if you have a toy, if you have the time, come on down. Uh, this is the brainchild of Thelma and Noah. Um, from LIPRI? Yes. They're, they're very uh, altruistic for this, coming up with this idea and wanting to help children in need. And they asked us if we wanted to be on the, in on this, and we couldn't well, turn it down. Especially these days. A lot of people don't have jobs, and they don't have the money to get their kids' toys, and this is very helpful. That's really sad. And this is a is. this is a happy song. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. Now you made Erica taught. cry. <laughs> Erica, don't cry. We'll get you a toy, too. Okay. <laughs> Either that or we'll get you a tot. No, I don't want a tot. <laughs> You want, I, I, you want I, some wait, tater tot? Is this bring a toy or a tot? I've, I've totted enough. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get back to that whole Twitter thing. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, no, that got us into hot there. water. <laughs> we don't want to go there. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so December 12th, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Katie's Bar in Smithtown. Come on down. Bring a toy. Toys for toys. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that got a bleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Originally, I said toys for tits. That's a totally different uh, bar that you have to go to that night. Ah, <laughs> uh, they should forget it. We'll talk off the air. Okay. Uh, on that note, let's go to a break, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna come back with 
the Mentor Ohio Paranormal Research Society. Okay. All right. See you there. (laughs) I am not beating my dog. Sounds like someone's beating a dog outside. We'll let a dog in the studio. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Island Ghost Radio. I'm Para-X. I love Para-X, man. I love Para-X, man. The shows are just the best, man. They've got the greatest guests, man. I mean, I'm a great big fan, man. Yeah, I love Para-X. I love Blue Nights Beyond, Ghost to Ghost Mafia, Ghost Lab, Ghost Chatter, Ghost Man and Demon Hunter, Whispers in the Dark, Paranormal View, Spirited History, High Spirits Radio, TCP, Graphology, Ghostology, with Brian and Anne-Marie, I love Para-X-Men, I love Para-X-Men, the shows are just the best, man, they've got the greatest guest, man, I mean, I'm a great big fan, man, yeah, I love Para-X. I love Inside the Box, Island Ghost Radio, Paravision Radio, Paranormal Insight, Positively Psychic, CPO Radio, Hidden Realms, Haunted Down Under, Shadows in the Dark, Strange But True Radio, Strange Frequencies, they're all great to me. I love Para-X-Men, I love Para-X-Men, the shows are just the best, man, they've got the greatest guest, man. I mean, I'm a great big fan, man, I love Para-X. Here we go. I love Texas After Dark, the Sacred Division, The Other Side, Reflections with the Case, Stirring the Cauldron, The Black Cat Lounge, Caps Paranormal, The Man Who Talks Angels, Island, IPR, Lights Out, Twilight, The Morning X. Para-X is just the best. I love Para-X, man. I love Para-X, man. The shows are just the best, man. They've got the greatest guest, man. I mean, I'm a great big fan, man. Yeah, I love Para-X. Yes, who's this calling? This is Dale from Mineral House Animal Research Society. Dale, you're caller number 44, and you win the trip to Barbados. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Hi, Dale. Just kidding, Hi, Dale. Hi, Dale. How you doing, Dale? Uh, we're doing very well. Uh, I don't know if you could see or hear us on the, uh, the live webcast thing. Still trying to figure it out, but we're doing extremely well. Who do you got we're with you there? Hello. Hi. Who do you got? What do I got? Yeah, who do you got there? <laughs> who do you got there? <laughs> who do you got? What, what, like he owns them? <laughs> what are they, slaves? It's like Peanut, you know, uh, from Jeff Dunham. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, who do you own, Dale? <laughs> Sorry, it's my... Just, my uh, new- on my right, you can't see her on camera, though. My wife is right next to me. It's Mary. She'll say hello again. This so. is Mrs. Dale, right? <laughs> Okay, hey, Mrs. Dale, from the last message that last time I talked to you guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Hi, Mrs. Dale. To the left of me is my uh, co-founder, Bill, who uh, co-founded the group with me. So go ahead and say hi, Bill. Hello. Hi, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. <laughs> and to the left of him is our newest member, Linda, who was able to make it tonight. So. Hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. We should mention to uh, the listeners here that... You are streaming video to us so we can actually watch you while interviewing. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, I just uh, I had an old account on uh, live video, and I said, you know what, you know, why don't we try something a little different? Because I've never heard of anyone doing a, you know, a live webcast while they're doing a radio program. So I thought that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, we we don't want to do that because we're ugly. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> I doubt it. Well. Then again, that's why I'm not on camera. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. <laughs> see your head and shoulder. What are you saying? Oh, my head and shoulders? How do you like me now? Like me now. You like me now? How do you like me now? <laughs> You're scaring us now. Uh, Dale, tell us a little about your team. How did you get started in this? Well, we got started um, after I kind of went to a couple other groups around the area and uh, after a while, I kind of got a little displacement with them because of the fact that they wanted uh, one group in particular wanted $3,000 to become a member of their group and then $100 a month after that. So I'm sitting there looking at them like, okay, this is a joke, right? And they're like, no, 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 we're very serious. And uh, a couple other groups I also tried to get a hold of and try to talk to about becoming a member of their groups. Um, they pretty much wanted pretty much the same thing. I think one team wanted $500 uh uh, for the first time fee, and then you had to pay like $50 a month, I think it was. So after that, I one night I was talking to Bill and um, my other co-founder, Keith, and, you know, we got to thinking, you know, why don't we just, you know, create a group and actually got a hold of uh, Nick Groff from the Ghost Adventure crew, and I talked to him, and uh, he had a good, a lot of good suggestions about, like, how we should form it and, you know, how I should run it and try to, you know, get people on board and, you know, do investigations, you know. He gave me a lot of really cool ideas and a lot of cool feedback. And uh, we started in uh, January of '09, and uh, that's when I think I created the MySpace page, if I remember. And then uh, since then, we've been working tirelessly trying to figure out some stuff. So. Ah, okay. I can't, believe, I can't believe there are groups that actually wanted to charge an initiation fee. Yeah, we only charge $500. We don't charge anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. That kind of surprised me, you know, before I started, uh, you know, Mopers, what well, we call it Mopers, it's Merrill Ohio Paranormal Research Society. But, um, you know, it's, it's the one thing that surprised me the most is that, you know, these people wanted, you know, so much money for you to join up. And it even says on the website that I was looking at, you know, that giving us money does not guarantee you go on an investigation. So what's the point of that? Yeah, right. You know, I mean, wow. If, if you're going to be on the team, you're going to be on a team. You should go to every single one you can make. That's the way I look at it. Well, what are they doing with the money, I'm wondering? I Honestly, I wouldn't know what they would do with that money. You know, who, who knows? Now, Dale, your group is... Equipment, bar hopping, strip joints, what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Pronounce your group again. It's the Mentor Ohio Paranormal Research Society. My wife left me out of the house and let me live afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Dale, your group is called the Mentor Ohio Paranormal Research Society? Yep, that's right. I uh, founded the name after I, um, I... I really love the city I grew up in. I've lived here for uh, close to 20 years now. 20, oh, like, God, 22, I'd say, 23 or something like that. I'm sorry if I don't exactly know how long I've lived in this city, but, um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're going to hold you to that. There'll be a quiz later. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, after I, uh, I I started the group, I actually got a hold of some of the city people, and they're actually letting us do cases uh, based off the certain city uh, things because um, a, a lot of the groups that they've talked to, you know, the last group that they had in the Menor Cemetery was, like, back in the late 1970s. Um, they broke uh, several tombstones and some other really nasty stuff that they did. So uh. we were able to get permission from the city to actually go in there at night and uh, – we had a couple of pictures. We got some odd stuff on a MySpace page that everybody can check out. So, why don't you give everyone your MySpace web address? Um, it's uh, obviously you go to MySpace slash M O P R S thirteen. Okay. Excellent. And uh, so, what got you started in all this? Did you have an experience growing up? Yeah, I did. Um, when I was ten, I had an experience when my brother. Rick was driving me home one night. I had spent the night over at a friend's house. Uh, it was probably about midnight or so when it happened, or maybe about uh, anywhere between 10 and uh, midnight. I'm not 100% sure of the time. I wasn't really paying attention. But um, when I was 10, uh, I was uh, in my brother's car, and we were coming around a corner, and I noticed a gentleman on the side of the road. And uh, as we passed him, he had a white shirt, blue jeans on. He had blood covering on the front of his shirt. And, you know, it was around the Halloween time, so I thought maybe somebody was pulling a prank. So I thought, you know, you know, I saw it, and I said, you know, bro, can you pull over? I think that guy's, like, injured or something. And uh, my brother actually did. We went probably about a mile, maybe two down the road, couldn't find the guy after that. And uh, I found out a couple days later that a 27-year-old man had actually passed away. His car had flipped. Um, on the railroad tracks really close to where we were at. If we had gone straight, we would have found him on the side of the road. And when I talked to uh, one of one of my friends knew the kid's brother, and I talked to him, and he basically said, yeah, he was wearing a white shirt, blue jeans when they found him. Um, if, he, if we had found him, he would have lived, but he would have been, like, uh, paralyzed from the waist down or something like that. So um, ever since then, I've been kind of, you know, trying to figure out what the hell happened to me. You know, it's just one of those things. You know, you know, my whole thing is, was it supposed to happen? I mean, was I, was he trying to say, help me? You know, and that's all the, the questions I always ask. So. Hmm. Now, do you think this was the person whose car flipped that was in pain or walking around? Or you really believe this was a actual ghost? I believe it was an actual apparition because to me it looked like a normal person. Uh, and as we passed him, my memory, you know, I, I, I tried looking at his face. I couldn't see a face. It was like a black mask. And my brother didn't see it at all. Huh. And um, another little side note to that, I found out when I was talking to the, guy, uh, little, the kid's brother, um, he informed me that two other drivers had seen the same thing that night and had called the police department. The police department didn't even come out and take a look at the situation. They just drove uh, by the street uh, where it happened, and they continued on their way. They didn't even go right to uh, where the railroad tracks are. They just turned the corner and said, oh, it's just people drunk or something, you know? Huh. And, uh, yeah, I was to say that, that that kind of confirmed, you know, after when I grew up a little bit. I, when I was, like, 22, I was able to talk to the kid and, you know, it kind of made me go, okay, well, that's something you can't explain when two other people see it and you see it, you know. How about the other people in your group? Have they had um, personal experiences which got them interested in this field? Well, I have 
I have as well. Uh, when I was a child, um, my mother used to tell me uh, when she was pregnant with me that she would see uh, a man in a jogging suit not that far from her, always watching her. And I wound up, when I was in high school when we lived in Madison, wound up seeing the same person in my room. And then later on, I just saw where his eyes were. And just winding up asking myself, why did I see what I saw? Why, does, why, why did it choose me? You know, what was it about me that it was drawn to? Right. And ever since then, I've been trying to figure out the answers to my questions as well as trying to help other people in the process. Right. Anybody else in the group? Yeah. Uh, Linda, go ahead. Um, I've actually had several um, personal experiences. I've had one experience where... Um, I was by myself, um, it was late at night, I was in my bed, I was watching TV, and for no reason at all, my bedroom door just closed, and I tried to, you know, think of other things like um, maybe it was one of the dogs or um, just, you know, I was trying to, like, debunk it, and I couldn't, there was no explanation for it. Um, and then I've had experiences where my TV was turned off and then turned back on. And then when I go to turn off the radio, it was just turned back on. And there's nothing wrong with the wiring or anything. And and just um, actually, I've been recently um, in my home um, noticing that it smells like somebody's been smoking in, in our home. Like when you're just sitting there watching TV, it smells like... Somebody's blowing cigarette smoke right in your face, and nobody in our house smokes. Right. And it's just really, really weird. And the only thing I can account for is my stepfather used to smoke. He passed away six years ago. Um, and my step-grandmother, she used to smoke, and she passed away like 20-some years ago. And her death anniversary was just in November, and that's when it started. So, and I've heard stories that around when people pass away um, around their anniversary, um, they want to make themselves known, I guess. And sometimes I feel maybe it is her. Um, I've tried getting EVPs in my home, and I don't get any response. So I, I don't know if, you know, I don't know what's going on. It's just, it's really intriguing me. And just, like, simple things like that, and that's why... I wanted to join a group because I want to be able to find out what makes them stay. You know, I want to find out answers. Right. You know? Yeah. So. I, I think it's pancakes. I think ghosts like pancakes. I like pancakes. <laughs> I don't know. Just being silly. Sorry. <laughs> Anyone else have a story? <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, uh, I'm going to hand it over to the Mrs. Dale here. <laughs> Mrs. Dale. Hello. Hi, Hello. Mrs. Dale. Hi, Mary. It is Mary, right? Uh, yeah, Mary. That's Mary. right. Okay. When, um, well, when I was in college, my last few years of college, oh, I don't know how many years ago, we won't go there, um, my ex-boyfriend at the time was living in this house, and he used to claim that the house was haunted, never thought anything of it until I was at home with his roommate's kids. He was living with a couple with um and had a couple of kids. And, you know, they say that kids are attracted to the other side, and this little girl was in the room where my boyfriend was staying at the time, and she goes into the closet, and all of a sudden it got really cold. Temperature dropped must like 20 degrees, and she comes out to me, and she goes, it's not here to scare you. 
she's like three years old. And from what the mother told me, the, the kid never really spoke very much. So, like, to say a sentence like that to me was amazing, but for her to be in the closet playing on the other hand kind of freaked me out. So there's that. And recently, um, in the last two years, we just got two Siberian Huskies, and we have been noticing some activity in our own home. So and that is part of the reason why I joined my husband on this adventure. Interesting. So. Now I have to ask, uh, did you two share your experiences to each other early on? Were you ambivalent at first about telling your ghostly experiences, fearing that the other one would think, uh, oh boy, they're nuts? Yeah, we did. We probably shared it probably about six months while we were dating. And uh, we just happened to talk about, you know, what had, had happened. And, you know, it was before I started the group, and, you know, I didn't really know, you know, like I said, how to start one. So I was like, okay, well. And he didn't want to ask me to join either because he thought I'd be freaked out about it. I did ask her at one point, you know, would you want to join a girls group? She goes, oh, no, I wouldn't want to. I'll run away from them. And I went, what? And she, you know, honestly, she hasn't ran away yet. And if she does, I'll have to kill her. Uh, well, Dale, I hope you don't mind here because... I'd like to do something we do on this show occasionally. We want to put you guys on the hot seat. Oh, that's the hot seat burning there. <laughs> it just ends. <laughs> well, the, we had to shut off the flames. We can't keep them going the whole time. <laughs> um, I want to ask you a bunch of questions and see what your responses are. These are questions we've had from our Island Ghost Radio polls. Oh, okay, cool. All right, we'll ask each one of you. Uh, or you can collectively answer this, however. Um, what do you believe orbs are? Yeah, you can start on that one, Bill. I, I already said my piece the one day on your show. <laughs> I believe for the most part, some of the people, some of the things that people consider to be orbs are just dust. Just reflections of light off of particles of dust. But I do believe that there are some things that cannot be explained away that would possibly be considered true orbs. But everything I've seen so far has just been a speck of dust. So, and that's your take. I, I I agree with I agree with Bill. Um, most of most of the orbs that people claim that are spiritual entities, just how that it is, is probably most of the time it's bug flying. You catch a bug on the film, or you catch a piece of dust. Um, so I'm not like. A big firm believer on orbs, because I, I just can't go by just being that specific being an orb, because it could be it could be a fog, it could be dust, it could be you know anything. All right, next question: What is a demon? What is a demon? Ooh, that's a good one, because a lot there's a lot of different uh, takes on what demons really are. Right. I mean, Your uh, opinion. Yes, yeah, do, you, do you believe in it, demons? Do you not believe in demons? No, it's just like the story with Lucifer, you know, how he was a fallen angel. Uh-huh. I think that's what demons were. I think, in my opinion, you know, demons are, you know, fallen angels that didn't agree with God, so they were banished to what some people call hell. Um, other people would call purgatory. I mean, there's several things you could call it. Call it what you will. Um, but to me, 
you know, not every single person that falls becomes a demon. There are certain exceptions, and that's where I think that sometimes we get, you know, the the rare occurrence that you hear, you know, uh, a, a weird voice on the EVP that doesn't sound human, you know, like a growl or something. I think that that could be a, you know, a ghost that, you know, may have been an angel. For all we know, that's, you know, most likely possible. I mean, anything's possible. So you think there are ghosts that were once angels? Or do you think that angels are, are were once human? Well, it's it's possible. I mean, you know, you have to, you know, look at, you know, some of the evidence from, you know, time. I mean, how long have we been seeing ghosts, you know? I mean, you know, you go back to the earliest cave paintings, and they show shadow figures, you know, on uh, the cave walls and stuff like that. And they don't quite look like humans because they're kind of misformed and stuff like that. And then you got, you know, you know, people reporting ghosts and spirits and stuff like that for, you know, ancient times. So, I mean, it, it's just, you know, a theory. It, it doesn't mean anything, right. but, you know, it's just, it's one of the unknowns. And right. that's the whole thing. It's the unknown. We don't know about it. And you really can't classify what a demon is because a demon could be multiple things. Right. Honestly. Right. right. So. Anybody else in the group have a theory? I I I I feel that um there are demons. Um I strongly believe that. Uh, I just feel that um they're soulless creatures that and I believe that, you know, people that are here on earth I feel that have a dark soul to them where, where they really don't have a soul. They're just dark um, people, and when they die, they they just basically, I think, work, I think, do the job of Satan for, for them. So, I mean, that that's my belief, and I, I really do believe in demons. I believe that they do exist. Um, it's just, that, that's my theory on it. Anyone else? Oh yeah, Miss Dale wants to see. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I disagree with everybody because I do not believe that demons um, have had any kind of human relation whatsoever. I believe they are creatures of the devil himself. And I'm Catholic. I guess that comes from my religion, maybe, but I do not believe that they are tied to anybody that has died in their past, and they are solely brought upon our world to create havoc and evil and just cause problems. That's it. All right. And as I said, I was raised Catholic myself. Uh, but, you know, with, with the way I think of it as a demon, you know, I mean, you know, well, I'm just saying, you know, like with, with demons itself. Yeah, I mean, give somebody else a chance. Shut the hell up. <laughs> anyway. Wait, is there someone else there we haven't seen? <laughs> that was Bill. And, uh, okay. I to buy him as a demon, but... Um, Uh-oh. To some extent, yes. <laughs> I'm probably what you would call more an inhuman entity. Yeah. In human form. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't generally tend to think of demons as uh, demons in the biblical sense. I do tend to think of them as more inhuman entities. Things that can't be explained by conventional means. Even for paranormal conventional means. Right. So... And it's, it's hard to tell. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between 
an inhuman entity and just a very evil, mean-spirited spirit. Yeah, especially something that's very violent, which we've encountered a few times already. Yeah, hmm. yeah that's true. It could be anything. Yeah. This is true. All right. Moving on here. Back to the... Oh, feel that fire. The flames of hell. Oh, speaking of demons, the flames. Um... Let's see. The next question we want to ask might be a tough one because you might not want to necessarily answer it. Do you believe paranormal TV shows fake evidence? <laughs> yes. Oh, wait. <laughs> this is Dale said yes. They fake stuff. <laughs> I honestly think that there are very few groups that uh, do not. I do honestly believe that uh, the Atlantic Paranormal Research Society or TAPS does not fake evidence. I believe that the people in paranormal state do not fake evidence. Um, those are pretty much the only two that I believe do not fake evidence. A lot of other groups that have seen come and go on TV or not, I really cannot say, but it's just the way that the methodology works with uh, uh, the people in paranormal state and the people in ghost hunters, it, it seems to make sense as to how you're supposed to do things. Mm. Wow. Okay. I think Erica disagrees with you, bud. <laughs> I'm just going to not say anything. Everybody's got their own opinion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, I, I actually like the Ghost Adventure crew because, uh, you know, I actually was able to talk to Nick online and you know, I had asked him that question. You, you know, there's a lot of, you know, questions that, uh, you know, a lot of the show's fake evidence. He goes, you know, uh, you know you'll get that a lot of people will say you faked a photo, you faked an EVP or you know, you did this, and you said it comes with the territory. You know, right. you believe what you want, you know, and, you know, the evidence speaks for itself, and it's whatever you believe. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're, we're, what we're trying to do is, you know, we put our EVPs up, you know, we uh, put photos up of things that we've had happen to us. We can't explain it because of the fact that, you know, we get fog in a graveyard and, you know, no one's smoking and it's not cold enough to see your breath. Right. I mean, that doesn't make any sense yeah exactly you know so you know you look at that and you go okay is that faking evidence and we actually had somebody do that we actually had someone say we faked evidence before so but i'm going to interrupt my husband for the show purposes for you know ghost hunters and paranormal state i do believe that they do take some evidence for their shows alone because they have to appeal to their audience and they have to make a profit right they have yeah. To- yeah. right they have to keep ratings up not to say that they don't go on hunts and they do find stuff, but they may not have it when it's time to make a show. Right. So they do what they need to do to make the money. Yeah. That uh, in lies the problem, I think. Uh, you know, if they're if they are getting legitimate evidence and they throw in some fake stuff here and there, it kind of uh, discredits anything they capture that's real because you don't know then what's yeah. real and what is fake. You know, I was going to say what they ought to do is if you get caught with fake evidence, like if they can prove that you faked something. I think your show should be taken right off the air. No questions asked. Because right. that isn't doing actual paranormal research. Exactly. You know, you're doing a service to the people that are trying to find out answers to something that we all are curious about. What but happens when we die? The problem we lies with the production that. companies, and they have to sign all sorts of things saying they won't talk about it or else they get sued. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, I think a lot of times they're pressured to produce things that maybe that would normally be thrown out or maybe was a little enhanced or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. 
Is that it? <laughs> Any, I think we got all the bases covered on that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move off the hot seat. Ooh, turning off the hot seat here. Let's move to... Such a geek. I know I am. It's actually a dork. I'm a dork. Dork, geek, um, same thing. Let's move to the EVPs you sent us. Oh, cool. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> the first one, it's titled Babies Cry. Yeah, this one is a very interesting one. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, we were uh, during doing a daytime investigation at the Menor Cemetery, and uh, towards the back of the cemetery there is a there are several actual children's graves there, and one of them happened to be a one-day-year-old baby. Aww. It lived for about 24 hours, and it died the next day. And uh, where we picked up this EVP, uh, uh, one of our former members, Ashley, she was uh, doing the EVP. Uh, she took the recorder. She asked to go towards the graves, and you hear her kind of, like, sigh a little bit because of the fact that she felt really bad about it. And then you hear the camera click, and then right after you hear that, you hear a whee! And we went to the gravesite. We checked to see if there's any, you know, physical thing that could be explained for this EVP. And honestly, we couldn't find anything that would, you know, even come close. Cool. Let's hear it. All right. Let's hear this. I, I have a question first. I, were there sheep in the area? Yeah, it sounds like little goats. No, there's no animals, no nothing. And, uh, you know, when I first heard that, you know, I, I was like, okay, what is that? I hear that, and, but, and be, uh, before the baby cry, it sounds like bad. Yeah, and then you hear, Bang. Yeah, it, it does. There's no animals. We checked the property for animals. We checked it. And this is in the, this is in the middle of a field. Um, in like one of the larger parts of the cemetery, uh, the cemetery is like, uh, I think like 130 acres, something like that. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we checked all around for animals. We also checked around for birds, couldn't find any birds. There were no trees around the area. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that we happened to pick up when, you know, that we labeled, we labeled it as the baby cry because it kind of sounds like a baby cry. Yeah. I, know? I think, what, <laughs> sorry. I think what you caught is the ghost of sheep. No, kidding. <laughs> Could be. You never know. You never know. If that was a sheep field at some point, you never let's, know. Let's play that again. Yeah, you hear it twice. It sounds like maybe a mommy goat or a mommy like sheep calling to its baby, and then you hear the baby respond. Yeah, that's what my wife actually had said uh, when we first heard that. You know, it, it, it broke her heart because of the fact that she said it sounds like the baby was trying to say, Mom, you know? Uh. 
And uh, that's that's the one thing, like I said, you know, that's the one EVP to me that really stands out, you know, that we've gotten. And it's kind of odd, you know, that, you know, and we got a few of them. I sent you a few of them, and one of them didn't go through for some odd reason. Right. Um, All but, right. Uh, yeah, the one we just recently picked up, I'll put that on the uh, EVP page we have. So, okay. Uh, All right, let's move to the next one here. This one is entitled, Thank You and Hi... And I do. Yeah, um, this is actually, we um, got this. We were doing a case for a, na- a lady named Lynn. Uh, she contacted us. Um, she believed that her house was haunted. So we went in and, you know, we you know brought our EBT recorder. And, you know, we didn't get anything when we were there. I mean, the first time we were there, I think we only, we heard like little tiny sounds. But we didn't like really consider it, you know. Um, paranormal, and uh, we went back and uh, went over, you know, the EVPs, and we got this strange thank you when me, Bill, and uh, her son, Randy, were walking upstairs. You hear us, you hear me uh, first say, you know, if you're here, prove it to me. Um, let us know you're here. And uh, we, I, you can hear me whisper, you know, let's go. And then we're walking up the stairs, and Bill says something about where's the light, and Randy says over here, and he goes, Okay, yeah. And then you hear, thank you, right after that. Okay. So it's one of those odd things. Okay, I look at the time on this one. <laughs> it's almost two minutes long, so... Uh, yeah, um, you don't have to... You can play. You can stop it right at the thank you part if you want. Okay, let me, let me play it now. And you can hear my voice. I'm going to leave this camera here. It's got about 30 minutes of time on it. We'll go away, we'll come back, and if you can make a noise, do something. That'll give us enough proof that you're here. It was that whispered thank you, right? The quick one? Uh, the really quick thank you. And then as you hear us uh, walking upstairs, you hear someone also whisper, thank you. And uh, the, the other one we picked up was, uh, we can't really make it out because we, I tried filtering it out as much as possible. But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, one of those things, again, can't explain. You know, none of us said thank you, you know, when we were walking up the stairs. So, you, you know. can definitely tell that that was a much different sounding voice than the rest of ours that were down in that basement, too. Right. Yeah. And Randy has a little bit of a, a different voice as well because he's mildly retarded. So, I mean, he sounds completely different compared to me and Bill. So that's how we kind of eliminated him, you know, saying thank you because of the fact that, you know, it, he doesn't even sound like that. What do you think they were thanking you for? I think it was thanking us for leaving. <laughs> so I honestly said, think that, yeah, because of the fact that, um, yeah, when we went down into the basement section where we got this voice, there's a there was a dog chain laying on the ground, 
And uh, we found out later on that a St. Bernard actually starved to death. The owner had a heart attack in the house, and the family of this person didn't know that he had brought a dog in his house. Oh, crap. And uh, the dog was left in the basement for two weeks. And then they finally came back to the house and discovered the dead dog. And... uh, when we went in there, you got just the really creepy feeling, but you never, we never really got anything. I mean, we, we didn't hear anything. We didn't see anything. We didn't capture anything on video. Right. Um, all we captured really was that EVP. Right. Interesting. Mm. All right, let's play that one more time. It's clear. And you can hear my voice. I'm going to leave this camera here. It's got about 30 minutes of time on it. We'll go away. We'll come back. And if you can make a noise, do something. That'll give us enough proof that you're here. Interesting. Yeah. That's what we said when we heard it. We were like, oh, okay. Guess hmm. he doesn't want us there ever again. Thank, <laughs> thank you and get out. <laughs> pretty much. He, uh, he made us, uh, we got some other EVPs that night. Uh, we got 68 EVPs that particular night we went. And one of them was in Spanish. And uh, something to do with leave the bottle on the table or on the counter, something like that. Just really weird, and uh, can't explain it. So, hmm. All right, let's move to the last one here. This one, uh, I believe it's Tom Weeze. That's Tom Weeze. Yes. Um, Bill, we're in the uh, cemetery, and uh, we were just, you know, walking around with uh, Bill's brother Tom, and you know, we were just, you know. Walking through the cemetery, not thinking anything of it, and we saw a dead raccoon on one of the graves, and we thought that was kind of interesting. You know, we're in a graveyard, and there's a dead raccoon right on the grave. So we're examining this raccoon, and Tom suddenly stops, and he goes, you guys, did you guys hear a wheeze? And we both go at the same time. No. Then when we played it back, we actually heard this, ah, like, who the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you mean you were examining the raccoon? <laughs> we were looking at the raccoon. <laughs> we were looking at it with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> what Dale and, and his team do in his spare time is their business, Erica. They got the missus at home because she probably would have been poking it as well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe it was the raccoon saying, ah. ah I, I haven't been poked in so long. Ah. <laughs> We figured out why that EVP was there at that time. We never figured that out. Yeah, we, uh, we like I said, we were just walking straight ahead, and we saw this stupid raccoon, and we are like, oh, this is a dead raccoon. Cool. Uh, you know? Hmm. I was thinking roadkill, you know, stew, but, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting because, you know, out of every time you see a dead animal, you would never actually think that if there were any more of the same animal there, they would have drugged that animal away from the open. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've never in my life seen a dead raccoon just laying somewhere, and it wasn't breathing, and I just said, hey, I'll check this out. This is another interesting. Yeah. And that was probably about the time where we got the EVP. Yeah. All right, let's play that now. It's a raccoon, too. thought I heard, like, a wheeze. Did one of you guys wheeze? No. It was at the beginning, right, guys? Oh, yeah, it was at the it. beginning. Yep. Right, right, right. Mike, can, can you play that again and just play like the very beginning of it? Yeah, I heard that too. It, it sounded like, like somebody gasping. Yeah, that's what we thought at first. We were like, did someone like yawn or something? And then uh, we kind of said, no, not that I'm aware of. And me and Bill were looking at Tom, and he goes, don't look at me. I just heard it. Maybe the raccoon was passing gas. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Maybe the raccoon was passing gas. <laughs> yeah, well, I've learned in the paranormal field, anything's possible. It's <laughs> <laughs> a matter of willpower. <laughs> People like me and Dale into the mix, and it just opens up even wider than anything is possible. Well, we thank you guys for sending that to us, and uh, we're running out of time here. But we wanted to ask you: Are there any locations that make your dream list for investigating? Um, well, yeah, actually, we're thinking about doing the Ohio State Reformatory here coming up. Uh, probably next year. Oh, uh, Mansfield? Mansfield, yeah. Well, we're thinking about doing now that we have the live video feed. I think I'm going to uh, see about doing a live broadcast uh, that particular night. Yeah, we and might be coming uh, out there next April. What'd you say? We might be coming out there next April to do Mansfield. We just did uh, Eastern State about two weeks ago, so we might be doing Mansfield. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like you said, we've been, we've been wanting to do uh, the Mansfield prison for a while, and also, the Bisman building uh, there in Mansfield, too. Uh, that's one place I'd love to go. Uh, we're part of the Pros family. Um, the uh, one team that we uh, I've been talking to, the uh, founder's name is Levi. He just did the building. He got some really good evidence and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, uh, his group is uh, called Eyes of the Paranormal. And uh, you can, you know, click on our uh, friends list. And I think he's on our top, if I remember. But, uh, yeah. His group is awesome, and uh, he got a, a lot of good stuff. So, do you guys have a website? Yeah, we do. Can you can you tell the listeners? Okay, uh, the website is www.moprs13.webs.com, and that is our official website. Awesome! Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure. Well, I was going to say, we're, we're planning on uh, being a guest many times in your show if you'll allow us to come back. So. Oh, absolutely. Sure. So absolutely. Uh, we'll bring uh, a lot more EVPs. I'll make sure that I put them in an MP3 file, not uh, <laughs> AP, uh, what is it, uh, pop flyers, uh, files, or APOP, whatever the hell they are. <laughs> <laughs> Stay puff? just <laughs> <laughs> The program I'm using right now is Audacity, and I, I saved it thinking, okay, it's going to come out MP3, and I sent it to you, and it, no, it didn't come out MP3, son of a... Ah. <laughs> Who am I going to have to kill now? It happens. I guess save it for the next time. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. We're going to, like I said, we're uh, having a uh, 
little bit of an investigation here on the 12th. We're doing the uh, Menor Lagoons, which is uh, an area that for years people have been saying that they've heard stuff in the forest, and I actually picked up uh, a scream when I was there just walking around trying to find this, uh, this one area in particular. And uh, I can't go into detail on it because, in fact, the city kind of, like, won't let me say anything. But right. um, picked up a really good EVP of a scream. And wow. uh, I was very close to the area I really wanted to be. So, Now, do you have that up on your website for the listeners to hear that? It will be up on, yeah, it will be up on the website later on tonight, probably, um, let's say, 1030 or so. Okay, excellent. Give your website again one more time. All right. The website is www mops.webs.com and, and whereabouts in Ohio are you? We're in Mentor, Ohio. It's uh, it's near Cleveland. It's probably a, uh, a half hour up. Yeah, about 45 minutes uh, northeast of where Cleveland is. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. We'll be over to visit one day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll have to work together on an investigation one day. That'd be awesome, dude. That'd, That'd be fun. Definitely. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. I'll make sure I bring my clown shoes. <laughs> <laughs>